I know you. You are afraid to speak up. You are scared of what other people think of you. And you blame yourself for what happened to you. I know how it feels because I've been there. If you found me, I'm so grateful you are here. This podcast will give you hope. And I'm your host, Anna Ditchburn. I'm going to hold your hand and provide the guidance that I needed the most. It's time for you to find your why and turn your experience into your superpower. So lock your door, put your headphones in, and enjoy. London Pugmire, welcome to the show. Welcome to the world's best trauma recovery podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I am so blessed and so privileged to have you, London. And you know, we will jump into your story in a second. But when I met you, and when I heard your story and what you went through, I was thinking how brave and how courageous you are. And I wish I would be so brave at your age and when it happened to me. Where did you get your bravery from? I think it came mostly from my mom. She was always staying by my side. Like she's like my biggest cheerleader. I can always like come to her for anything. She's like my best friend. Wow. So she helped me. Wow. Big shout out to Tara, to your mom. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. What what other attributes did you did you get from your mom? I don't know. She's given me so many things. Um, like she's so funny and like her love. She has so much love and empathy for everybody. She's so giving. Like she just loves giving and like helping people and like charity and like all that stuff. She just like loves helping people. What's some of the fun activities that you do together? So one thing that me and my mom like doing together is we like riding horses. Mm-hmm. And so when my mom was a kid, she had several horses. She begged her parents for them and then she finally was able to get them. And she like, she had several of them and she bought more and then they had babies and stuff. And so like looking down, like when she, was, she got horses when she was my age and I was like, I really want one, please. And then we finally like met these people and they had like 11 horses. And so we had no way to like really like contact them and like really well. So we went and we took a tour at their, like the farm and where they live to see their animals and stuff. And it's called Back 40 Farms. And it's really cool. And so my mom, we went and we toured and then we like gained this connection with them. And so we've been going out there. Well, she goes out there every other weekend and she does equine therapy, which is like therapy for like humans, help like with the horses, guiding them through it. So it's usually based on like trauma, like based on it. So like police officers who have been through trauma or army citizens, like who are like out of the army. And like, they also do like people, juvenile detention kids too. So they do it from like ages from like 11 to like as old as you could say. And so she helps people a lot with that. And that's like kind of her job right now. So we like horses and we love them. Wow. (laughs) For people who don't know about this therapy, and I'm sure it will help someone to maybe to realize, maybe I, I should try it. 
-hmm. How does it look like? How, how do horses guide you through the trauma? So most of the things we do is like on ground, you're not usually like on the horse. We can, but most of the time we're just gaining connection with the horse and trying to get the horses to follow us around. And sometimes I like to like wrap my hands around the horse and like try to like connect with its breathing because horses have a really hard, low heart rate. So they help with like mm -hmm. your breathing and like Wim Hof breathing. My mom does that a lot too. To calm you down? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like mm. to help with like your breathing and so it just helps you like they do all sorts of things I've never been out there for a whole session mm -hmm. but they they spend like all day out there and they work on breathing and they talk about things in groups sometimes they're one-on-one -on -one, but it just helps like your breathing because I feel like that's really important to get like your like rhythm down to slow you down well, I think this is so important and horses, mm -hmm. they're so amazing. Yeah. They're so smart, so clever. Mm -hmm. I love horses. <laughs> yeah, they're my favorite. London, and when we met, and it also happened, I don't think accidentally, but magically. We met uh, in Florida, in Orlando, at this huge event with more than 5,000 people. More than 5,000 thousand imagine and you were the only one the only one like specifically who probably needed to hear my story mm -hmm. I wasn't there you met my husband first yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> when you saw him what did you think about him oh it was so funny I was standing with my sister and my friend and we were just talking and he just like came up to us he's like hey how you guys been and I was like, we're great. And then he just started talking to us and just like randomly, he just like started telling us about your story. And like, he was talking about how like, he usually doesn't feel like he just needs to tell people, but he felt like he had to say it. And then I was like, I had like a similar experience. And he goes, do you mind sharing what that was? And so I started telling him about what happened and we both just like started, like our eyes just started filling up with water. And then he hugged me and then he was like, you have to meet my wife. And then we met the next day. I'm so glad he did. So glad. Yeah, I'm so glad. When you heard my story, what was your first thought about me specifically? I was honestly shocked because like looking at you, you seem like so happy and like I would have never thought like that you would have gone through that and like how strong you are now and like how well you talked about it. And like, usually like when I talk about what happens to me, like I'm like breaking down, like I'm like tripping over my words and I'm like, can't hardly get the words out. But like, you were just so like, it was like poetic. It was, it was just so good. And I just felt like you, we had to meet each other. Like it was bound to happen and it was just awesome. And I felt like inspired by like what you said and using like your trauma and your sexual abuse as like your superpower. <laughs> I'm getting emotional even <laughs> thinking about it because it's been nearly 20 years since I went through my childhood sexual uh, abuse. And for you, it's it's still fresh. And I know it, it's, it might be not easy to to tell about your story but I, I still would love you to share 
whatever you want to share with our audience so they know what's what's happened yes so about a year ago oh a little over a year um my sister's friend who lived like down the street from us we were like really close and I like I even called him my brother like I didn't even call him his name I called him by his like his brother because he was so close to me and he was always over so our families were really really close and so we went on a trip to Mexico together and it was really fun and we were getting on the bus to go to one of our like day trip things and so I went and sat next to him because like I always would you know like we would like and I like started playing games on his phone you know and then like we got out to the drive and I was like trying to take a nap because it was like we woke up really early that day and I was jet lagged so I was like trying to sleep and he just like started rubbing my leg and like in the beginning I didn't really think anything of it but then like I could totally tell his hand was getting like was moving up and up my leg and like I was just like frozen like I couldn't tell I was like I don't know if he's moving up or not but I was just like I didn't know if it was right or wrong because I was just like never I've never been like experienced or exposed to anything like that before so I was just like I was just stuck and I had sunglasses on and I was resting my head on the seat like this and I was like looking through the side of my glasses looking at him and I was just like so confused and like I wanted to like yell or like say like something or just like anything you know but I was just like so frozen and stuck and I felt like I tried to scream but like my voice was stuck in my throat and like I was like so mad at myself because I was like I just want to do something I just want to say something but I just couldn't move and my sister and my other sister were sitting behind us and my sister apparently like she saw through the crack that something was happening and so she like went up to my mom and like warned her and like he after like a couple minutes his hand was like all the way up by like my crotch and like he was like kind of rubbing it and then I like just pretended I woke up and so my sister had like one up and like told my mom something so my mom like stood up because she was in the middle of the bus and she called me forward so I came and sat next to her and I was just like so stunned to speak like I just didn't know what to say and like I didn't know how she was going to react and I didn't know how I was supposed to react and I didn't know what I did was wrong mm-hmm. and so my mom and I went and sat in the seats in front of us and she just asked what happened and I just started crying and I told her everything that happened and she said um like nothing you did was wrong like all of this is on him you should never feel blamed or feel bad about like what someone else's actions like that's it's all on him like I love you this isn't your fault and me and your sisters and everyone around you are going to do anything we can to like help keep him away from you for the rest of the trip because we were there for a week and it was only day two and so like it was really hard for me to like understand exactly what happened and so I was still like I don't know because like I don't want to blame one like from one thing a person did over all the many things like I don't want to judge that one person for that one thing so I was like trying to be nice about it but then I was just like I'm just like I don't know it was weird and I was trying to like forgive him in a way and then like I just like realized like I shouldn't forgive him for anything because like I felt like what I did was wrong too so it was my fault and I wanted to like forgive him for me getting all mad at him but then like I opened my eyes and I realized like this isn't my fault and like I struggled for a really long time with like 
realizing it wasn't my fault because I felt like I didn't speak up and I didn't say anything. So I was like agreeing with what he was doing, but I wasn't agreeing with what he was doing at all. Thank you so much for sharing. Mm -hmm. And this boy was much older than you. He was yes. 16, mm -hmm. right? So he, he knew he, what he was doing. Why why you decided to tell your story? Why why you wanted to share it with my audience? Cause I like when it happened, like after a couple months and we got home, I just like kept worrying, like, what if he had done this to other people? And like what if what happened yes. and what he did to other people was worse? Yeah. And I was like, I couldn't sit and do nothing about it. So I was looking for ways to help and I was like researching like programs to like write to or help or anything or anything that had a connection with like what happened to me mm -hmm. and like I was looking for a long time and I didn't find anything for a long time and then and the next year when I was in sixth grade um this program came up called sources of strength and I was like that's where I have to be yes so I went to the meeting and there was like only 30 spots to get in and there were over 100 girls there and I was like, there's no way. I just don't think I'm going to be able to get in. And so I sat down at the computer with my mom and I was like writing down my application for a long time. And I went over it and over it and over it just to make sure it was perfect. And I sent it in. And then a week later, I got the letter that I had made it in. And I was so happy. And I was like, I'm so happy. I can't wait to like help people, you know. And I just felt like that was like such a great experience for me. Because so many girls there had similar experience with me. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I thought I was the only one. But then, like, coming here, I'm like, I'm surrounded by girls who care so much and, like, who understand. Because mm -hmm. I I, can't, I talked to all my friends about it and I told them about it. And they were really helpful with it, but they just like, didn't know what exactly what to say. They didn't go through this. So they wouldn't Yeah. And so, like, I feel. can't get mad at them for not knowing. But the girls there were just so great. And my counselor who was leading it for the school, she helped me so much. She's like my godmother. I love her so much. Her name is Miss Manhire. Shout out to her. She's the best. She she helped me so much. And she knew, like, I told her my story and what happened. And, like, she said that I could come down to her office and talk to her anytime. So at lunch, I'd, like, come down to her office and I'd talk to her, like, every day. She's the best. So she helped me a lot through that, too. It's so, it's so amazing to have people who support you around. And that's why we need each other because we do understand how it feels and what we, we are going through. And I think this is, this is very important for you to share the story because if there is another 11 years old girl who is listening to this podcast and she just doesn't know where to start, what to do, where to go, who to talk to. I'm sure she would be able to reach out to you. Yeah. What are you planning to do next, London? What is your biggest dream? Oh, I don't even know. There are so many places I could go. But uh, the one thing that I like really want to do when I'm older is like I want to become like a school counselor or something or like a counselor, like based on like trauma recovery and stuff because my counselor helped me so much because I've had several counselors help me through it and I just want to be able to impact a little girl like me or a boy like me who struggled with it and be able to help them in the way that like my counselors and everyone in my life helped me 
and like be able to guide them the right way. Because I don't think I would have been where I am today if it wasn't for all the people who came into my life and like the methods I've learned. Because I feel like that's very important. I feel like I've overcome it a lot. You know, you are so clever and so mature <laughs> for your age. <laughs> I I remember myself, I wasn't even thinking about those things. <laughs> I am so proud of you, honestly. I was so scared as a little girl. So scared that anyone will find out what's happened to me. Mm-hmm. And And here you are talking about this so openly and so honestly and so authentically i'm so so proud of you thank you how do you think this situation changed you i don't think i would have been where i am without it and i'm like i'm so grateful for it that it actually happened because like it was a struggle and i was embarrassed of it for a long time but then like i'm like i want to have met you and had the experience with it and then like I wouldn't have met my counselors and I would probably wouldn't have been in source of strength because I probably wouldn't have been interested in it. And like, there are so many things that wouldn't have happened if it didn't happen. And so of course it was really bad in the time, but like looking back, I'm like, I probably wouldn't change it if I went back. Cause like, of course it's still like, you know, like sometimes I'm like, oh, that did suck, but I'm glad it happened. Because I want to be where I am with that. That's how I feel about what's happened to me. I turned my trauma into my superpower. Mm-hmm. Like after what happened to me, nothing can break me down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's very important to learn some of the lessons from the situation so you can move forward. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about forgiveness. How were you able to forgive this guy? It was really hard for me to get over in the beginning. And like, I went to like my church bishop and I talked to him about it. And she, like the only thing and like advice he gave me was like, you just need to forgive him for what he did, you know? And I was just like, I I was like so mad after that. I was like, I just can't know. I don't know how. I don't know how I'm supposed to forgive him when I like feel this hurt inside so much. And I like, and then I was talking to like this life coach that I went and talked to. And she was like, I feel like it's more of a point of forgiving yourself for what happened and more so not him because that's still his actions but like forgiving yourself for like what you blamed yourself for too so I feel like getting the past of like it's not always forgiving about him first it's the little steps because I felt like my bishop wanted to jump right into forgiving but there are a lot of little steps that help you get there and it takes a lot of time and so I felt like I'm not always like sometimes I think about I'm like oh gosh yeah like what happened happened but like I'm at peace with it you know because maybe like what what would have happened if like he had childhood trauma I didn't know about and he wanted to like make someone know how he felt Mm -hmm. there are so many things that you just don't know Mm -hmm. and like it totally ruined his life for what he did too because now their families moved out of our neighborhood to a completely different city, like an hour away from here. And like so many people in like at my church know about it. And so everyone just like, they would hate on him. And he wasn't allowed to like go to places because people we knew worked there. And so I feel like it affected him a lot too. And I just feel like 
I have to give him some give way. And so forgiving him was like the least I could do. So I just feel like it's just like both ways because you don't know what we've been through. That's exactly how I felt towards my stepfather. And when I found out that he had abusive, uh, abusive father, his father was an alcoholic and uh, he would uh, physically and mentally abuse him. It made a sense for me why my stepfather was so abusive and it helped me to forgive him. And it also for us, mm -hmm. you know, it's like uh, drinking poison and waiting until the, this person dies. Yeah. <laughs> That's because it is poisoning our, our life, firstly. Mm -hmm. And well done for keeping him accountable as well i'm sure he will he will real if if not yet he he will realize what he's done and you know what he might become the biggest advocate for girls being <clears throat> abused you never know yeah. london what would be your best advice to start the healing process i feel like starting the healing process begins with like forgiving yourself and being able to let yourself heal from what happened first and then thinking about the people around you and allowing people to come in and help you too because I wouldn't be where I am standing so tall with like without like the support and like the strength everyone else gave me mm -hmm. my mom always told me like the amount of people I've told is like I'm building my army and my army has built me up to where I am now and giving me a boost so I feel like Letting yourself heal is the biggest part of the healing process. That's a, such an amazing advice. I mm -hmm. love it. Love it. And my last question to you, London. If you would have an opportunity to meet your 11 years old self just right after this happened, what would you tell her? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Um, I think I would tell her to like, like you told me, like stick to your why, you know, and just keep going. Like, don't get stuck in your sadness. Don't sit in your sadness. Like, just find that one reason to keep you going. Like, like find that reason why you have to keep going. Like, think about the person you could be in the future, you know, and the people you could bless in the future, in the future. And like all the things in the, like you could help other little girls, like what you've gone through. And like, it gets better. Just trust and like help other people help you. That's probably what I would say. Girl, you turn your trauma into your superpower. You <laughs> are unbreakable right now. And I love you so much. I love you too. London, if someone would like to get in contact with you, would it be okay if they contact me and then I will pass on their information or would you like them to contact you directly? I feel like it could be great either way. Um, if they contact you, that'd be great too. But if they just want to send it straight through me, then they can do that too. I feel like it'd be good if they could have the option. Okay. Yeah, we'll share your information for me. Perfect. Lanon, do you have any concluding thoughts before we go? No, I just think it's like amazing about like what you're doing and like how far you've come. I know it's been 20 years, but like still like 
I want to be able to like grow up and like be like you when I'm older and be able to have my own podcast and like I'm going to talk about you and the podcast that I have and talk about how I wouldn't be able to be here without you because you've blessed me in so many ways and like I go to school and I'm like guys I met this awesome girl named Anna and like she wants me to be in her podcast and she's like the coolest person ever like I told all my friends about it and they're like oh that's so cool and like it's like you've helped so much and I'm so glad other people have been able to find you and I was able to find you because I don't know where I'd be without you thank you so much you are just a bundle of joy (laughs) and you are the light in this world London and I want you to shine as bright as you can for other people thank you for being here today I know it's not easy if you are ready to take this journey all the way I can help to find more about my unique method of turning your past trauma into your superpower or how to connect with me best go to annaditchburn.com This journey isn't possible to do on your own. So make sure you like, subscribe, and review the podcast so we can help more people like you. And if you have someone in your life who is struggling to overcome their trauma, this is something you can give them that truly can change the course of their life forever. We'll see you next time for another episode of the world's best trauma recovery podcast. And just remember, you are able to help yourself and you can do it right now.